2: Here from the Garage Beers podcast, but also from the OBR. And we are here for the Cleveland Browns OBR post game show. And I got to say, this is going to be the most fun OBR post game show that we have had all season long because the Cleveland Browns take down the Cincinnati Bengals by a final score of 32 to 13. We have been craving this. We have been looking for this all season long. Everything we could get. We have been fighting for this. We have been through loss after loss after loss. Games we thought we should win, we lost. Games we shouldn't have won, we lost. Everything we have done to lose games, and then you come into this game desperately needing a win, and you know what? We're cracking it open. We're cracking (laughs) it open for the Cleveland Browns. We're getting a girthy crack right here on this beer because (laughs) the Cleveland Browns take down
1: it's Probably
3: the, the best Cincinnati crack, right? A girthy, a crack. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Part,
2: yeah. Part That's part what away. you're looking for. Yeah. The Cleveland Browns take down the Cincinnati Bengals by a final score of 32 to 13. We got a great a great crew in here with us. I'm Michael Keefe joining me tonight. Jake Burns. We got Andrew Spade and we got Brad Ward, one of our newcomers here on the OBR. Brad Ward. I'm so excited, guys, to talk about this game because fellas, let's just let's just put it bluntly. It's been way too long since we've been able to have a game like this. Since we've been able to have a game beginning to end, this Cleveland Browns team dominated from the start to the finish. Never a question whether they were going to get this win or not. They pull it out. Boys, how are we feeling tonight? Brad, let's start with you. How you feeling tonight, man?
0: glorious man this is a glorious victory uh a runaway a runaway win uh into the bye week you can't ask for much else right like uh you can't go into a bye week any better than this a really feel-good victory everything hit defense played great all good things it it can't feel any better than going into a bye week one and oh yeah that's right yep there you go it's all good luck. It's all uphill from here, gentlemen. Uh, so, yeah, let's... Uh, if No, it's really good stuff. The defense played outstanding. The offense was perfect. Jacoby was outstanding. Uh, a great game from Amari Cooper. Everybody, I mean, everybody ate. Amari Cooper had a g- great game. DPJ had a great game. I was utterly... Uh, called for a couple trick plays i got him one was awful one worked one worked one worked though totally redeemed himself uh with a, with a 180 yards or whatever he had receiving 130 yards receiving after the interception cooper did uh so totally redeemed himself there after a the terrible interception uh love the uh trick play on the goal line uh first time uh anybody has used eight linemen since uh, 2020 and only the ninth time uh, since two thousand six, uh, you gotta like that. Eight linemen, right? Uh, I let's know you go. like that, Jake.
2: So I love it. So Brad's Brad's pumped. Brad's yeah. pumped. You just called Jake yeah. out, so let's bring Jake in. Let's get a little little emotion out of you, Jake. How you feeling after this dominant round? <laughs> <win laughs> nice. Yeah,
1: you you want emotion that they need to lose? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I I will have a slight disagreement with you. I didn't think they were going to – I didn't, like, know they were going to win up until they put that first drive of the second half together. It was 11-0 at half, and it's a touchdown Mm -hmm. game. Like, I think we could all agree that the first half they played really well defensively, but they left some points on the board, so I was a little nervous about it. It was great. They needed the mojo of that kick going into half, so that was really great from Cade to hit that 55 um a little worried about the distance stuff like why they're having balls knocked down we'll deal with that a little later but that was huge come out in the second half and just a couple huge throws on third down like i think again what did i talked about uh andrew in the pregame? look at the if you want to see if nick gets above 20 carries and kareem does too look at the third down conversion rate let's see what the third down conversion rate for cleveland was eight of 13 that's how drives keep going. That's how yes. you keep running the football. So they come out in the second half. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll go through the, the individual stats here in just a bit. But the second half they came out, uh, there was a touchdown drive, right, to kick off the 11 plays, 75 yards, 18 nothing. I mean, like at that moment. Boom, game over. It was like you could feel it.
2: Mm. And then
1: they just needed to put the foot on the throat, and they did it again. They, they took the football back. I believe they created a turnover, brought it back, and from there it was kind of over. So, yeah, I mean, like. To your point at the kickoff of this, Mike, we, we watch a lot of other organizations in the NFL have these games where there's like a quarter and a half left and it kind of doesn't matter because the game's over. And that was really cool. I never had a moment of uncomfortable <laughs> sit Like after the turnover, when it was 18, nothing. I just felt like it was downhill. I didn't have any moments of uncomfortable and that was cool. Like it's not always going to be that way. We don't get it enough. Um and that was really cool, you know, to, to just sort of take all that, watch yeah. Johnson get like six carries, you know, like that was cool. Last drive, Great. like make some run, like that stuff's fun. And I think they needed it, right? Like they needed it. Desperately. Infinitely Desperately. more than the fans did. So you know, that's what you have to have as you go in. And I think we would all agree Twitter, social, talking with your friends be a little easier for two weeks coming off a win, a dominating win yeah. thinks it makes things a little bit more fun. Um, I can just but watch Cavs games in peace. Be- it, it, they need to believe going into Miami, Buffalo, <laughs> Tampa yes. that they can do this. And this yep. was a big belief game of, oh, if we kind of control our own fate, make plays happen, the ball can occasionally bounce our way. So, listen, cannot say enough good things about the group in total. We'll dig into the granular stuff here in a minute, but like, Man, it was just they needed it, we needed it, and they delivered, and they deserve credit for delivering what they needed to deliver. You know, you can't change the past. And I'm sure you guys like me thought several different times, God, this should be six and two right now. Like I just I, <laughs> yeah, I think that way sometimes, but they Mother did deliver. Tonight. Jet. Yeah, oh, no. sorry. they, they mm-hmm. delivered tonight sorry, and they, they deserve praise and credit for delivering <laughs> tonight when they needed to, especially um, being down some people. Um, but boy, do the Bengals look different without Jamar Chase. So I yeah, want to shout out.
2: Evan Joseph, 66, who wanted to call out MJ Emerson's cousin, E.J. Emerson, mm-hmm. yeah. on fire. That yeah. dude was he, drinking in the mm-hmm, bar with mm-hmm. the best of them. E.J. Yep. Emerson was out yep. there just lighting he shit He bought up. around. He bought around. <laughs> he bought
3: around.
1: Wait, what is this yeah. an inside joke I'm missing? What's nope. going on? You so guys, MJ, is that real? Are you guys doing this on the fly? <clears throat> MJ
2: what? Emerson
3: is the name of the player. The boys, yeah. I, I, I know, I know, I know that. that he wants to just talk. He wants to talk trash to our fans for some reason. Correct. Oh, okay. I'm going, okay. We got it. You're going to just bring no, in get, EJ, EJ Emerson get, get like mean. this. You're getting called out. Well, the You're speed at which you guys EJ got EJ into Emerson. that
1: joke was so impressive. Like you played it so smoothly. Welcome to my world. Welcome to like, my Man, world. Man, is this guy yeah. really a Cleveland like staple? EJ,
2: let's bring Andrew Spade into this. Andrew, dude, the 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 it has been. So long since we have had just that feeling of, there's our team. That's, that's the feeling I leave this game with. Yep. There's our team. Finally. Yeah, We found them. This mm-hmm. is the team we expected. This is the team. Maybe not blowing out the Cincinnati Bengals. Maybe not that. But this team that competes on every play, that makes every play difficult for the yep. opposing offense. That makes every play difficult for the opposing defense. This is the team we have been waiting for, and we haven't seen it all year. We've seen half of it. We've seen games where the offense has been so good to the opposing defense, but the defense didn't show up. We've seen the opposite of that. They both came together tonight. You yep. got you got to be feeling good, Andrew. You got to be feeling good.
3: I do feel good, Mike, and it's fun to watch a Browns game that goes so well, especially on national TV. Uh, it was I felt great for everybody that was in the stadium. Uh, I felt great for everybody at home. It, it was a good feeling overall. Um, my plan was to do uh, the pregame show and then to go to a bar and watch it, but uh, my brain doesn't work so good. I forgot that it was Halloween. <laughs> and that everybody goes to a bar for Halloween. So, um, I, I went to a few bars, and all of them uh, were show, showing old scary movies. So then I just walked around and tried to follow the game on my phone for. a Didn't go well. Anyway, I wasn't expecting to be here for post game. Is my point? But I wanted to come. <laughs> they, I, want, I wanted to come here and do two things. I, I, I wanted one to take ownership for predicting that the Browns are going to get blown out tonight, and I was 100 percent wrong. And I'm so happy to be 100% accountability.
1: Wrong that's what yeah, we that's like right. about that,
3: you that, and you know what i that's on, i got it on the wall you can't see it but it's on the wall above the door you know I expect I'm, nothing I, less slap so it on smart, the way to bed tonight yeah smart tough and accountable that's what we yeah. are here yep. accountable. Um, so that's that's <laughs> one i was wrong not i'm happy to be wrong three and five <laughs> two and one in the division the season is not over so that's that's number one number Huge. two as i was driving home i uh figured out how to explain Joe Woods and the defense and why it has been Mm. so bad two seasons at the beginning and then has gotten better. And so I can do that now we can save it for later whenever, but I have figured it out.
1: Let's save that. We can't give away the prime rib like right away. (laughs) That's
3: that's a good tease. That's a good tease
2: though.
1: You start with a that's,
2: side that's salad, man. You start with a side salad and you work your way into the hey, I will yeah, say, like the ESPN
1: time. montage at the beginning, that wasn't cool. Like, come on. No, man. what that, the hell that, was that? that? To your point, <laughs> Andrew, about like the fans feeling good and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, like the, the especially on national TV. I will say the last time the Browns had this type of game mm-hmm. in Cincinnati, week nine last year, 41-16, that was their last comfortable comfortable win so what is it with the Bengals do you think do you think like I I think Brad you pointed this out yeah pretty well in the last couple days like there must be something the Browns feel about we just we're just gonna beat these guys. We're
0: just- Euphoric recall. Yeah. They you just know, see like, the jerseys yeah. and they they just change. They yeah, just, they their they mindset play for the Bengals changes.
1: better than anybody of late. Um, you know anybody of late. So yeah, that's a good point. You want to go through the stats real quick? We can kind of rattle through those. I think those are kind of fun to rattle off after a fun. Hell yes. yeah! Yeah, yeah. Let's
2: do it. do it. So let's start with let's start with and Ian uh, has got some pictures in the background. Let's yeah. start with let's start with Jacoby Brissett. Let's do that. Jacoby Brissett with, uh, was phenomenal tonight. Um, Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers for this dude. 17 of 22. 278 yards. One passing touchdown. One rushing touchdown. A 133 passer rating. Jacoby Brissett was, not only did he fire the ball in there when he had to, But he was also hitting just nice touch passes down the field. Like, Jacoby Brissett was absolutely spectacular in this game, considering, again, when you backtrack, when you put this all into perspective, guys. Brad, when you put this stuff all into perspective, this is a backup quarterback.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. He's been doing this all year, though, with the exception of one game. I mean, he's been he has been this good most of the season. Unbelievably, they just haven't gotten the complementary aspects of of the the rest of the team to come along with him. But I mean, uh, they they took away the, the one interception and ruled it a fumble. Certainly, that helps his passer rating uh, a lot there and shoots that up to one thirty three point seven. But he was incredibly impressive. I think his incompletions one was a spike, a couple were drops. So I'm sure he's going to get a super, super high PFF grade uh, because even the the misses there aren't on him necessarily. Um, and, and the one interception slash fumble got ruled a fumble, so he lucks out there. But, I mean, he was excellent. He was excellent. Great pocket presence. Great. Uh, he missed the one throw over the middle to Cooper <laughs> and low, and that's the only one I can think of, really, honestly.
2: But that's – guys, guys, Jake. It wasn't, it, you know, this wasn't the story of just Jacoby Brissett hitting the easy passes. This dude's hitting throws down the field now. That yeah. that pass he threw to Amari Cooper, absolutely beautiful. Down the field, I know Cooper had to kind of go low to bring it in and reel it in. That's a beautiful pass that he beat the defense on. Jacoby Brissett was hitting passes, again, with touch down the field. Mm-hmm. He was making difficult throws in this game.
1: Yeah, to, to Brad's point, he's he's played pretty well all year. The the critical moments of games are sort of where he seems to falter like, and yeah. why you'll like watch Jacoby sometimes and be like, why isn't this guy a regular starter, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the clutch moments, he struggles and some of that. But today was so sharp. He was really good. Um, I thought there were a couple throws downfield where they got away with a little bit of a tug on a jersey in the backfield, but we won't yeah. complain about that one way or the other. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as doing <laughs> his job, um, man, I was just so happy watching the Bengals trot down a safety into the box because I'm like, this is not going to end well for them. Because whenever you have to roll down that safety to gap out run game because you can't handle it any other way, whew, you know that there's going to be some throws to be made. But he made throws, I mean, he stood in, he made some impressive throws. The fade ball, uh, oh. the, he had the back shoulder, uh, slot fade that was money, oh. which Troy Aikman was trying to like, well, he had him, he had him upfield. Okay, did, did you see the safety rolling there, Troy? Can't really. You can't really throw it up field. anyway. Um, and Troy Aikman's <laughs> a Hall of Famer, but like sometimes they just don't see things, um, which yeah. is amazing to me. Um, but but that was great. I mean, he had another beautiful fade ball to the corner pylon that was money and over route off play action. These are just the throws that come to my mind that he got a, he got he took a huge hit, delivered that yes. football on a crosser to Amari. And to your point, that deep shot throw was phenomenal. And I think largely that is just a great tracking effort by Amari Cooper because you're kind of just laying it out there and your guy needs to go find it against two what we call statue defenders, the guys that have their back turned to the quarterback, and he did. And But that's what you have to do. And, you know, that play, again, this is kind of an example of, like, if that play doesn't get caught, people are mad. It's a short yardage. It's just third and two, right? Like, it's just kind of the results-oriented stuff. But Jacoby has done his job a lot this season, and he's done it well. He's done it better than – to be sitting here with a three and five record. Could he have been better in some late game endeavors to have helped more? Sure. But what you were expecting of of when they signed Jacoby Brissett for him to, to, you know, especially when the preseason that that game he actually got in was pretty rocky. You're Mm -hmm. like, oh, where is this going to go this year? Yeah. He has been a huge net positive, a huge net positive from preseason expectations through the year. It has been a huge net positive for this wide receiver group. Cannot say it enough. And we'll talk wide receiver stats here in just a second. But Donovan Peoples Jones has continued to just produce. He just is where he's supposed to be. He doesn't create a ton of separation, but he knows how to dig the football out of tough high, low, weird angles. Amari well, Cooper's been worth every penny. So like, Jake, talk about those skill positions, Mike, where you know you you were worried about quarterback and wide receiver. And where, they've been so good this year, man. They've yeah. have so good. And, and Brad, Jake, Andrew, I want you all to
2: chime in on, on this because we'll go to the wide receivers. I, we, we've got an Amari Cooper stat coming up. But, but you took us to DPJ. Where does DPJ belong in the conversation here? Because I think we've all discussed – I feel like DPJ is one of the most polarizing players on this team. I feel like he does so many things to catch – uh, contested passes, uh, where he maybe doesn't run the best route, but then he dives to make a catch and you're like, Oh, well shit, you'll live with that. Okay. But also at the same time, you want him to be in better places than maybe where he is. Sometimes DPJ is not a perfect player, but in a game like tonight, you saw the upside, where does DPJ belong in the conversation? And frankly, moving forward, With this Cleveland Browns team, where is DPJ in that? Like where? Like how do you build your team around this guy?
0: He's he's developing into a solid wide receiver too, I think, and and I think that's what he should kind of be moving forward. That's my expectation for him, right? He, Yeah. yeah, he's he's become a good blocker. He does little things. He blocks well downfield. He's physical. Um, And as Jake said, he digs out a lot of throws that maybe aren't perfect. That but Cooper like, ball was a
1: great example. That yeah. ball that was down low, like, that's not what Coop does well. He's usually going to beat you off the right, and he's wide open. Yeah. You put it on. But, like, that's what, to Brad, to your point, I'll let you keep going, but, like, what he doesn't separate. He's actually one of the worst separators in the league. Oh, if you yeah. can make yeah. catches, weird Brutal. catches away from your frame, if he can jump and catch the foot, he can back shoulder, he can go get footballs in weird locations and do it well, then you can survive. If you can get a really good slot, and he's your third guy as sort of your outside guy alongside an Amari Cooper type, he's open on backside digs all day. Like he's yep, open yep. because he just can, and he can make those tricky catches. Where in that example, Brad, where Amari or where where a uh, um, um, quarterback Kobe Brissett has to step up and kind of has to short arm it, and it's mm-hmm. low, he makes those catches. So I do think he's going to be a really great complement to Deshaun if they get a nice slot for their 11 personnel stuff, but yeah, keep going. I think you're, you're spot on with that, dude.
0: Yeah. that That's just my expectation for him. I, I, I agree with you. He doesn't have to be like your second best receiver, but I yeah. think he's your second perimeter receiver mm-hmm. um, on this team. And, and somebody develops into your, into that slot position nicely I think he fills a really good role whether he's your two or your three whatever but I think he fits in this team nicely he's never going to be a number one in the NFL I don't think no. he's never going to be anything like that but I don't think you need him to and and he's been productive he's been a bangle killer honestly if you go back and <laughs> yeah. look he's had yeah. big, huge yeah, games true. against the Bengals every time they face that so, game well, once winning
2: again, that game winning play in Cincinnati and he had yep. the bomb last year early yep. yeah yes. that, that he caught yeah. So, yeah I
1: mean he's been he's been great so so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I thought Mike Woods had a catch. And I was like, okay, there's some wiggle to that catch. He caught him on the sideline he there did. early in the game. It was Mike Woods. There was – there, was,
2: there, yeah. was, uh, and then there were a, lot of, a yeah, David grabs. Bell was making so, yeah, plays.
1: They're sorting through that. I, I, the only guy Anthony feel, Schwartz? Yeah, nope. the only guy no. I feel certain is not a part of what's going <laughs> no. forward is, is Schwartz. But, but, yeah, I mean, the Bengals are certainly down a couple corners. Not they lost guy. Cheeto early, which doesn't help. So, yep. you know, you take it for what it's worth. But I just think it looking at, like, again, preseason versus now, it's pretty it's pretty impressive to see that this wide receiver group has been has been pretty strong. I mean, for the game, uh, Cooper had seven targets, five catches, 131 in the touchdown. Jesus. DPJ cut all four of his ca- targets for 81. Kareem Hunt had a really nice effort out of the backfield, yes. catching four of four for 30. David Bell, two of 27. Mike Woods, one for six. And Nick caught one swing pass for three yards. So that accounts well, for 278. 17 of 22, hyper-effective. I don't have the third down, how they completed those, but I have to imagine there were five of those eight that were done through the air um, on third down throws, and that's, that's what you you really love to see that. That's well, hold how on.
2: Brad, Brad very politely raised his hand.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, I have
2: that. to acknowledge that.
0: Well, I that wanted to ask – i wanted to ask a question to all of you or 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 jake whoever but like not not you or me andrew just jake i'll I'll take this one (laughs) whoever wants to answer it's an open question uh but you know i wrote about them needing to use harrison bryant this week or him stepping Mm -hmm. into a featured role and really they kept him in to block a lot tonight. He did not go out on a lot of routes. They okay. were not afraid to go heavy and just protect. And they feet and they threw to wide receivers more than they have probably in the last three years uh, tonight. Uh, yep. Thoughts on that? I mean, my
3: my first thought is just what what Jake started to talk about with the the as the game went on, the the number of injuries the uh, Bengals had at cornerback created opportunities. Yep. You know where there where there weren't anyway. I mean. Uh, it was, it was Trey Flowers. I mean, boy, oh boy, he is. I can't believe that he's he's playing uh, yeah. you know, as a oh. And I mean, it's a, that's a tough job for him. And then late they were playing their, their rookie safety as a cornerback. So I think that's probably part of it. But but Brad, to your point, there were also times where he wasn't on the field. They were running a tight yeah. end out there and it was Pharaoh Brown, not Harrison Bryant. So I, I think there maybe is, I mean, a little bit of concern here just in terms of like I, you know, he, he doesn't seem to be like a, a, a no doubt replacement for David Njoku when David Njoku goes out. So I think it, it's maybe starting to feel like they're seeing his ceiling a little bit and not wanting him to be that involved in the, in the offensive game plan.
1: Yeah. yeah i have to, I'd have to look at routes run, but I certainly didn't see many. I mean, there were no targets as we've talked about his direction. So, right. so I, I do want to, I, I do want to
2: talk about Amari Cooper here, but I, I, I want to, I want to backtrack off for a second. Um, what do you guys think about Amari Cooper's uh, uh, first pass attempt of his career? And why are we doing that? Like, what what, what are we doing that for? The play wound up being open. Like, yeah. if he would have thrown the ball to the intended receiver, it was open. Yeah.
1: But, like, every maybe, trick play it, looks like a disaster when it fails.
2: Yeah, so. but <laughs> is there is there a point where you're like, maybe let's not give Amari Cooper, a guy that's been around the league, for a while, his first pass attempt?
1: Why are we doing that? Do you want to did you want to <laughs> bring in Kellen Mond? Who did you want to throw it? <laughs> no, I, I, the part of the play anyone. is it's like listen, the, they would have run that all week. They probably repped it twenty-five yeah, times of yeah, course of practice. It
3: amazing in practice.
1: And it probably did. I wouldn't imagine yeah. if he was out there throwing, you know, sideways yeah. spinners, they yeah. would have thrown him out there. They thought right. that play was gonna work. Yep. I think you could question the alignment, which I believe had Nick in like an offset sort of tight <laughs> and then and then Mike Woods deep. So you yes. could sniff out something was coming, but, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm almost positive what they said is, brother, you're either throwing this thing a mile downfield or you're running it. And yep. I don't think, again, I guess I haven't seen the All-22, but I'm pretty sure you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Logan Wilson kind of read it and came through running off the yep. backside, and I don't think Coop ever saw him. So, again, sometimes trick plays when they fail look so stupid. Think back Thank to that you. Dallas game. OBJ reverse that closed the game out. Oh my god! Defensive end sniffed it out, but but um, but OBJ kind of like backtracked and ran around him. They look so hideously stupid when they don't work. But I get it. Like you're kind of look like to Brad's point before the game. Let's see if we can get a cheap touchdown. Let's see if they can spark and jump. Now we look back and we're like, we don't need that. They played so well today, which I totally (laughs) get. I just think I'm in favor of trick plays every now and again, and like when they look. When they fail, they look egregiously stupid. What you hope is that your guy doesn't throw it to the corner. You know, that's kind of what right. I at mean, him. But, you Just know, right I, again, like I don't blame. like I don't blame the situation, the call. I do think that there's some other stuff about Kevin's game plan in this one. I didn't love, which I, we can talk about later. But I don't I, trick plays are like coin flips, man. We think this is the right yeah. time to call it. We've repped it all week. We think it's going to work. And I'm sure Coop threw some some decent throws throughout the week. But. Yeah, I mean it sucked because they adjusted. Was that what turnover was that off of? I can't remember. Brown Was it off of the uh Toki s- yes. s- Toki strip sack? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I'm I'm with you. It sucked because it failed, but I don't think, you know, I I get what he's trying to do. Like they've been sort of struggling to score points and let's try to find a cheap six or a cheap 30 40 yards and see if that'll jump start us, right?
2: So we've we've talked about we've talked about the the weird trick play, but Andrew, mm-hmm. let's go to you for a minute. Let's yep. talk about we're talking about uh we're in the middle of the conversation of the trade deadline Mm -hmm. and what teams are expecting to get for players around the league. And you look at what the Cleveland Browns did to bring in Amari Cooper for a fifth rounder uh, and what he is and a guy that's under control for a minute here in Cleveland. Uh, And you look at what he's doing out on the field. And I know Jamar Chase didn't play in this game. But Amari Cooper very clearly looked like the best wide receiver out on the field all night tonight. A guy that was able to get open, able to make plays for his quarterback. Just exactly what you expect of a number one wide receiver. Uh, what a steal for this yeah. for this Cleveland Browns team. Right? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, and, and, and it, you know, it, I think maybe it flattens out over time, but you remember back that that was, that move happened before all of the other big wide receiver trades. You know, this was before Devonte Adams, this was before Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, that was sort of the first domino to fall. And at the time, uh, I think we thought it was good value, but I don't think that we thought it was an amazing, you know, a heist, but now because of the context that's been added by all of these other moves that have happened and the. How the wide receiver market? A, a. G. Brown is the other one I couldn't think of. You know, all yes. of these, all of these players have gone for such immense amount of assets. Uh, in retrospect, now it, it seems like a complete steal because it was. Uh, but, but I think you know, it's you can certainly give Andrew Barry and and the front office some credit for being out in front of that trend and and finding a wide receiver who you know he makes a lot of money. Which was the reason that Dallas was motivated to move on from him, and they—I don't know that they set his contract up the best possible way. But regardless, uh, you know he's he's here and 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 pretty affordably. I think you know, to, I mean, to 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 bring this back to what you mentioned earlier with Donovan Peoples Jones, um, uh, you know, a few flashes from David Bell. I see people in chat saying Mike Woods. You know, like Jake said, that had one catch and was wide open on that trick play. Do they have now maybe more wide receiver talent than we thought, and and certainly. Uh, when you move to a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, all of a sudden, maybe maybe they don't need more uh, more weapons in the, uh, well, in the in the cabinet.
2: And I love that question. I'll I'll send it over to you, Brad. Are there more weapons on this team? Because Amari Cooper has been spectacular all year long. This is a this is an All Pro caliber wide receiver. And are there more weapons though? Are there more weapons to be had? Should we be excited about a guy like uh, Mike Woods coming back? Should we be excited about some of these other guys making plays, uh, especially as Jacoby Brissett becomes more comfortable and then you get Deshaun Watson back? Is there more to this wide receiver group than meets the eye?
0: um I don't know if there's more than meets the eye like okay so back to real quickly uh to the point on Amari Cooper the 20 million dollars looked like a lot more initially than it ended up being after the wide receiver market played out so obviously Mm -hmm. that number looks a lot more feasible now right after everybody else gets paid so that deal looks a lot better and he's been excellent to your point I was worried about the wide receiver room because it looked thin right we talked about how thin it was it was Cooper DPJ David Bell's a rookie. Schwartz is what? Now, Schwartz got pushed out of all this. I would love to see more Mike Woods. To Jake's point, he looks like he has some shake. He, he looked in camp for the week that he was healthy in camp. He looked fast. He looked a little like he has some burst. I would like to see some of him. But really, guys, they haven't needed more than amari cooper donovan people's jones and a sprinkle of david bell when njoku's in there they haven't needed more than that so they haven't like they haven't needed to go down the depth path so this worry and concern of how deep the wide receiver room hasn't really been an issue or come to light at all this year because cooper dpj and njoku have been excellent when they've been in the offense like so it hasn't shined a light on their depth really um So it hasn't been an issue. I was wrong there. I thought it would be, but it hasn't been because these guys have been good enough. I think what you ultimately need or are going to need when Deshaun's there is more of a burner type to stretch the field. But Stefanski has done a good enough job scheming open shot plays in play action and stuff that you've been able to kind of keep teams honest without, like, a true burner, I guess.
2: So, uh, Jake, I'm going to send this to you because uh, Mo Wernick – Mawarink? Yeah, I'm just going to my it. Mawarink. Said maybe pump the brakes a little bit. Because uh, on the wide, uh, wide receiver room, it was one game. Let's see them string a few games together. And that brings up a really good question, which is,
1: Jake, where's this been? I think where's Brad, this just, been? Brad just answered it. They haven't needed them. They haven't <clears throat> needed right? them. They've been fine without. They They run a lot of 12. They run a lot of. Uh, different looks that don't really involve targeting that guy. I don't think they've needed him. I really don't. They they use David. And like, if you want David to get loaded up with targets, you don't usually target a, a third wide receiver a ton. They haven't needed him. So I don't know how good Mike Woods is. I don't know how good David Bell is, but while, while he's out, uh, David is out. I would like to see, I'd like to figure it out. I think that sure. part would be fun. I'm not going to sit here and definitively say that these guys are hidden gems. I don't know. I think that <laughs> I've preferred to see David Bell be a bit twitchier, but like you know, again, they they haven't. I haven't been bummed out by any efforts from David Bell. I haven't been bummed out by any efforts from Woods. I haven't seen enough Woods. I think it's good to let them hit the field. Let these guys play a little bit. Now, when David's back, I want to keep feeding that guy because he's a great player and he's he's been crushing defenses. So I don't I don't know. I'm not trying to. Put, I know what DPJ and I know what, what Amari Cooper are, and they play well uh, with each other. They they have a nice chemistry. They have a nice doing some things that are you know right complimentary to each other, and David does a good job complimenting those guys, so they're fine. I think it's, it's good. I, I just would like to see more of what those two young wide receivers are. I think I have hope that those two can be something net positive. While with Anthony Schwartz, I've just kind of punted it. I just don't see it. The Browns recent inactivity of his uh, roster spot has told me the same. So, uh, But again, I'm excited to see what those young guys can do a little bit, but prefer to go back to what they were doing before, but they'll need to sprinkle in more 11. I think, Brad, you talked about it a little bit being forced into more 11 especially last week and we'll see how much they played of it this week but it's been a positive success trend Uh, i would look at their success rate by personnel uh soon i'll probably do that this week and and try to figure it out but it feels like they're trending up a little bit so i'm 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 encouraged to see a bit more of those two young guys and see what they what they have what they can do so i'm just looking in their rookie year what can you what can you potentially be right like i just need to see what could you be and i think there's some intriguing things Guys moved
2: before we move to the other side of the ball. I do want to hear kind of anybody's thoughts on this. From a fan perspective. All we have heard for weeks now is screaming about running the ball more. And Kevin Stefanski doesn't run the ball enough, even though he's run the ball more than any other coach in the NFL during his tenure. And. Uh, they're blaming the play calling for the lack of success of the team on the field and all of that and now you've seen a team that came together the way this team did tonight scored over 30 points blew out your opponent they ran the ball very efficiently especially when they needed to inside the red zone they they got big runs for touchdowns nick chubb uh Is this a situation where you saw tonight, and I'll let anybody answer this. Is this a situation where you saw tonight the way this offense really should be operating, which is super balanced, the run game is working, it's allowing the pass game to get open, the pass game is effective, which is allowing the run game to work, Uh, or is it not that simple? Uh, Like, I guess that's my question. Is, Is it that simple? that they can just run things the way they did tonight and it should work.
3: I mean, I think it's that simple when it works. Right. Uh, But I, you know, I, to me, what has been the hallmark for Kevin Stefanski is that, you know, they do what they think they need to do to win. And so, you know, when he has uh, games where teams are going to really load the box and try and stop the running game, then he'll spread it out and and throw out an empty a lot to try and uh, exploit that tendency and, and exploit matchups on linebackers. So Um, you know, to me, it's, this is, this is the sort of game script that, I mean, this is what Jake was talking about. All of, uh, all of, uh, pregame is that, you know, we can, the Browns can run Nick Chubb when they have the lead. And so at, at halftime, it was 11, nothing. So then when they came out for that Mm. first drive of the second half, it's like the platonic ideal of Browns football because they have the balance and the 11 point lead that they need. So. Um. yeah i mean i think yes i i would like every game to to finish 32-13 and and you know have an <laughs> offensive performance like this one so like yeah in a lot of ways this is the easiest version of it for sure
0: there was a weird spot there in the first half if you remember guys like the first drive Chubb got the ball twice and then the way it worked out they didn't get they got the ball back i think there was a turnover or whatever and for whatever reason Chubb uh then they gave Hunt the carries in the next drive and for some Chubb didn't touch the ball from like the first drive to like halfway through the second quarter and it was just because of the way that the game script went um but as soon as they got a lead all of a sudden he's getting carries more and he's back to it right but at that time you could see how people like fans just watching would be like what the hell Hunt you know Chubb hasn't touched the ball like Maybe just a gentle reminder every now and again that, like, hey, it's been almost a quarter and a half since he touched the ball. But I know that's easier, like, said than done because he's in it. Like, he's in it trying to figure out how to loosen up boxes and and, and work things to their advantage and and call trick plays and all that good stuff, right? But that stuff, the way that it worked out made it feel like there was a long layoff of no Chubb at all and then people were getting real anxious on social media and i <laughs> but like i understand though but he came back to it and i know he was going to come back to it it was just the way that it it played out that it made people feel like and i you can see how that happens sometimes to him right like it gets yeah. away from him just a little bit because of the way the game script just plays out out of his control a little bit Guys, this is
1: who they've been all year, though. I mean, they've yeah. run for 217, 184, 171, 177, 213. Now, the last two weeks, 70 and 113 before today. So, why, you might ask? Well, I have answers for you. They only had 16 <laughs> first downs against the Patriots. They only had, in week seven, you go to that game against uh, the Ravens. How many first downs? 18. How many first downs tonight? Let's check. 200. 24. So you're oh. talking about like six or seven more possessions, and if you multiply that by you know two Nick Chubb carries on just the next three downs, that's like 13, 14, 15, 16 more carries. Yeah. So you have to extend drives. If yeah. you extend drives, the run opportunity stuff always it keeps growing. And I actually didn't even think they ran it that well tonight. Mm-hmm. Like I thought they were actually pretty poor early down running. They, they hit some runs when it mattered, especially the 21 yarder on that third and six, which was lovely. A nice yeah. little misdirection concept that I've been begging for them to have. Um, so, w- but again, you, to, your, to your question, Mike, which is a good question, this is Thank who you. they are. The formula is 25 first downs, 15 more minutes of possession. Now, the Bengals probably balanced out. Nope, they didn't. 23 minutes of possession from Cincinnati, 36 minutes of possession from Cleveland. Um what's the other thing we always talk about more plays 69 plays nice to to Cincinnati's 50 like that's the formula what did I say in the pregame and I've been saying it all year Brad we get together every Saturday night to talk about a Sunday game 15 more plays 10 to 15 more minutes of possession and now they didn't do all too hot with the turnover stuff they had two turnovers and so did Cincinnati but the formula is that and they they, but it's, they yeah. hit it they hit it's, it again so it's a I mean, neutral it is, in the it end
0: is. it's a neutral turnover in the end so even yeah. though you didn't play clean it's neutral right yeah. so you're 172 not 72
1: rushing yards on this one so the browns have gone for over 170 on the ground in five of how many games have they played seven now what's mm-hmm. the record three eight. so eight six of eight games they've gone for over 170 you know, i want i do now? want to
2: point out a great comment right now from riffer x that's analytical bs mm-hmm. mm-hmm. full-on terrible I mean, I bs right there yeah uh I want to go to the other side other side of the ball for a little bit, but I do also want to point out, I, I want you all to be ready for the OBR this week because short week, the OBR schedule is a little weird, but we are going to have a great week. Tomorrow, you get the Monday Rewind on Tuesday with me. Mm. Sorry about that. You get that to deal sucks. with me again. <laughs> uh, so we're going to rewind this game. That's going to be a good time. And then tomorrow night, my show, the Garage Beers podcast at 9 p.m., you could be uh, in for all that. If you if you are a glutton for punishment, join me yep. tomorrow all night. Three hours uh, of Keith. Shut sure. the hell up. Shut the hell up. I, I'm uh, just doing the math. Wednesday is uh, OBR Weekly with uh, Barry and Fred just uh, really talking about this game, breaking things down, asking your questions. And then Thursday, Jake's going to have all the film for Chalk Talk. Uh, normally chalk talk happens earlier in the week, but uh we're gonna let this thing kind of marinate and Jake's gonna get the film and break it down for you on Thursday. So make sure you are tuned in to all that. Guys, we've gotta talk about this defense. Mm-hmm. And 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 especially the pressure that the defense was was able all right. E. Gillen, look at this. Oh God, Monday rewind with Mike. Relax. It's happening on Tuesday. It's fine. Uh the pressure that this defense was able to get on Joe Burrow tonight. It guys was, was this a simple fact of Jamar chase being out or was it more than that? Was this defense so good tonight that it didn't matter if Jamar chase was out or in, they were going to be this good anyways.
1: I'm not answering that first.
0: Uh, I don't think (laughs) i don't think i don't think it's as simple as jamar chase being out like they did a good job like they they called on uh um a lot of cover two tonight right cover two the heck out of them we talked about split safety shells they had a tough time with them for the first five weeks burrow did browns did a ton of it bucked their trend a little bit jake like we wondered if they would they did uh, they brought blitzes. Taki Taki was fantastic uh, from different places. I thought they were creative enough to get uh, pressure. Isaiah Thomas was good. No, I don't think it's all. You can't just say it's because Chase wasn't there. I think they were better than that today. I, I think that would be doing this, them a disservice to say that uh, they just got pressure on the quarterback because Chase wasn't there. No, I think I think that the I I thought the defensive game plan was sound. And they executed it well. I thought the corners played terrific. Emerson was great. Uh, I give the defense a lot of credit tonight. Yeah, I do I do I do too. I need to see
1: sort of what they did. It felt like they were very um very aggressive in press, and they were mm-hmm. and I thought they could go away from that, but they 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 were still kind of what the last few weeks have tended to be, which is getting up in their face. I don't I don't think they played afraid now. I will say this. Jamar chase matters. Like he is an X factor. Like there are some guys who like Amari Cooper, who are very good football players. And listen, I don't think Madden does a lot of things. Well, the video game, but the superstar or X factor types, like that's a real thing. X factor dudes are guys who can make normal plays just out of thin air, turn into humongous things. And if you go, just go watch what Jamar did to the, to the saints last week. Like it's ridiculous. So him not being out there did matter. And it does alter how you play coverage. But they were what it, I, I, I kind of harken back to what I said before the show, before the game, I thought Joe Burrow was uncomfortable with where his first read was all game. So if you made him uncomfortable with his first read and allowed pressure and extra beat to get home, and the Browns did a great job playing with four. Like they they got after him with four, but to your point, Brad, a nice little, long stunt there from Deion Jones. Taki Taki going above and beyond to defeat the running back. You've got to sometimes beat your guy, right, And blitz stuff. That matters. You're going to get blocked. you got to beat a guy. But, yeah, I thought I thought they were exceptional. It seemed like they were in the right places all night. Again, have to go through it again. But as far as making Burrow question the initial decision he wanted to make, I thought it was pretty good. So, um I mean, we can in, talk in first guys. watch. In first watch, it was really good. I need to pinpoint how it came together, but I think we can all agree they were in Joe's lap all night, and that's the difference.
2: Brad, we can talk about uh, the fact that they were without their star wide receiver. We can talk about uh, a, a lot of things offensively with the Bengals, but defensively with the Browns, we can also talk about the fact that they were th- they were without their top defensive back. We can talk about the fact that. You're relying on a guy like MJ Emerson to make plays. We can talk about the fact that you're without your two of your top linebackers, whether you like them or not. These guys are not in the game. We can talk about the interior defensive line. We can talk about all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is that when the Bengals' offense went out there against the Browns' defense, the Browns' defense took charge of that game. And, and, and they really did dominate a lot of that game. Uh, is is there an element of like, oh, well they didn't have, they didn't have Jamar chase. So it doesn't matter. Or what did you see from the Browns defense that like, maybe we haven't seen this year that they need to press moving forward to continue to succeed.
0: Isaiah Thomas, uh, played a terrific game. I thought, um, he earned some more time and then you got out Al- what they play alex right at towards the end of the game when they went to passing situations they move right inside uh and let him rush from the inside and i thought that cre- created some pressure up the middle so they did some different stuff up there uh, to Jake's point, they did get home with four organically a few times, because of Isaiah Thomas and obviously Miles Garrett with a ridiculous spin move off of a double team for a oh. sack. Just, a, just a couple, just Miles Garrett plays, right? Just freak moves, and um, yeah, the, there was certainly the confidence uh, that Burrow usually has that they have gone to like the trend for cincinnati has since weeks two one and two where they were oh and two to now has been getting the ball out of his hand quicker and the browns took that away tonight uh and that was excellent so good game plan executed well i was surprised they went with aj green over greedy anybody else surprised with that early but a nice pick by aj green good to see him i'm actually an aj green uh, fan uh i'd like to see him get more playing time to be honest but um yeah, I was happy to see him out there. And then when Greedy got in, he got torched, but or or well, jump balled. Guys, Andrew,
2: him. is it is it a factor of the Bengals offense? The fact that we didn't have to really think about that eat interior defensive line of the Browns all game long. Like we didn't have to think about them really all game long. And something we've talked about for weeks and weeks and weeks into the offseason, we've talked about the concerns. Around the interior defensive line tonight's game, you didn't really think about that all that much. Is that a product of the guys all coming together and playing well, or is that a product of the type of offense the Bengals like to run?
0: Well, you made uh, them one-dimensional.
3: Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean the 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 Bengals offense has been really strong the last few weeks. You know they've and they've been running the ball really well. Um So I I, I think this is more about. Kind of what we talked about on the offensive side, you know, the, the Browns, I I think this is, again, this is the sort I mean, everybody would say that they, you know, a game where you win by three scores is, is kind of the plan in, in, you know, taking shape or whatever, but, but the Browns built their, their defense to play with a lead. And so, you know, they're, they're planning to win games on offense, score points, make teams play catch up, and then you can unleash Miles Garrett and, you know, rush Alex right from inside and do all of these gimmicky things that, that people love to see. Um, because you don't have a fear of, of a team running a draw play or whatever on you, because it doesn't matter if they get 12 yards on the ground. So um, I think to, to a certain extent there's that, but I also think that the defense is playing better. I think that there is, I mean, I think, I, I think Sione Takitaki deserves a ton of credit for being the sort of um, uh, tone setter at linebacker that the Browns haven't really had for a while. Uh, he He plays, he plays very violently and very suddenly. And I think that sort of, defensive style is not something that the Browns have a lot of, frankly. And, and I think, you know, even, even though he got that uh, unnecessary roughness in the second half, throwing the guy down out of bounds um, it, it's, it's, it's a sort of attitude on, on his behalf that I think really I, it looked to me like it was elevating the performance of the defense. And so I think that move alone, you know, uh, I, I I'm finding myself wondering why it took so long to come up with that solution to the uh, linebacker situation.
2: Jake, we've talked a lot about a guy uh, in John Johnson, right? And there was a moment in tonight's game, a little bit earlier in the game, where something stood out to me. There was a moment in the game tonight, and I don't, you know, I think the whole defense as a whole played really well. Uh, I think you got beat on a, a a play that Greedy Williams had a play on, and and it, and it just didn't happen. But as a whole, the defense played really well. There was a moment in tonight's game after a Bengal, the, the Bengals made a play where the cameras caught John Johnson like getting in the faces of the other defensive players. And I distinctly remember Miles Garrett looking him directly in the face and John Johnson was kind of yelling like what they're going to do. And Miles Garrett was like, all right, okay. Like let's go. Like let's run with that. John Johnson has received the brunt of the of the uh, the criticism, the brunt of the of the disparaging remarks. But it also seemed tonight like he was a guy that kind of I don't know about stepped up and made plays, but stepped up when you needed a guy to call out defenses, and it seemed like they were kind of listening to that. Is there is there something to that? It, or, or like, do you feel like we're finally at a point with this defense where they are like, somebody's got to take the lead, and we're going to listen to this guy because we feel like we
1: can? Maybe I don't know. I want to say yes, but then they could turn around and just lay an egg against the Dolphins because they're really good. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. I think they. You know, I don't think you're wrong where you're going with that, Mike. They they're mid season now. And they're relatively healthy. So they I'm sh- going
0: to pause you real quick. Brad, you got to go? Yeah. Thank you, thank you guys. I appreciate yeah. it. You guys have a great night. Hey, big win. Thank you for – I had such a fun day, today, guys. Thanks for having me on.
2: Go, Brad. We'll see you later, right. man. Thank you for all all right, coming Have on. a good night. Have a good night, Brad. Bye. All right, Jake. Back to you.
1: Uh, I don't even know what I was saying. Me uh, neither. Uh, yeah. Are you were uh, you explaining what's happened I think, to the defense. Yeah. I think – to, to, to your question about John Johnson, he actually was responsible for one of the touchdowns allowed in the right corner of the end zone and Cover Two. But he's he's been, in my opinion, misused in his time in Cleveland. He was used in a way I didn't expect them to use him. Um, that's a conversation for another time. But he is probably the best guy to be the overall communicator. Excuse me on this defense in terms of wearing green dot and like all that stuff. So I think that is a place he can add value. But I don't think John is best away from the line; he's best closer to it. And they used him in a, such a different way in LA. And I'm a little bummed that he is—he's uh, not able to be used that way here. But nonetheless, um, the, I think—I think they could turn a corner here. They're in a good spot to turn a corner. Um, but we'll have to see how they respond. I mean, like I said, there's two brutal offenses coming up, and then Tampa could get right at any minute with Tom. So y- we'll see if they're taking those steps, but they have played better the last few weeks. And that has been encouraging. We call it what it is. I want to say real quick, Amari Cooper commented on his pass.
3: He said it was an abomination. It was terrible. Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't have me agree, throwing Larry. any more. Pa-
1: don't have me throwing any more passes. That's all right. Quote, but,
3: uh, yeah, I, Mike, I got to. I got to jump in here because I, I have. I've been sitting on this, and I, I, I keep waiting for you to come to me for this. But I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. <laughs> all right. Do so,
1: it. anyways,
2: I want to go to Jake for the next thing. Uh, and all right. So, so here,
3: here, here's here's two the most one show. Perfect, here we go. Perfect, perfectly explains, and this will wrap us up. Get us out of here because nobody will have anything to say after this. It's so good. Oh, gee. Um, moment you got is... you guys have, have both i'm sure gotten directions from somebody and One you know the when you,
1: moment when i'm listening you, directions
3: when you when somebody tries to explain how to get to their place mm-hmm. but they don't really have like a good sense of direction and so they're just they're kind of calling out random landmarks you know they're talking about a cemetery they're talking about a barn you don't know where you know it's like there's three right at row, the hayfield like, yeah. exactly yeah yeah and and, and 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 you you don't have a chance of finding that place right Okay. But then you go there a few times, and eventually you, you you get it. You know, you figure it out on your own. That's the Browns' defense. Joe Woods and the defensive staff I don't think know how to coach defensive football like in the off season. That's and so problem. this defense, yeah, it's not great, but this defense spends the first half of the season figuring out how to get to the house.
1: I and, I think I smell what you're stepping in. I yeah. smell what you're stepping in.
3: Yeah. So and, and now it's week eight. And now they've they've driven there a few times. So yep. now the rest of the season, they know the route. They know, okay, you take a left at the, the second – it's that second mailbox, and then you bear <laughs> left. And I so now it. for the I, rest I, of
1: – I do think you're on to something. We'll yeah. see if your theory is right the first three weeks out of the bye. Because no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But the um, problem is, Jake, is that next year he's going to move.
1: Wait, who? The guy's going to be Joe Woods, the guy that can't tell
3: anybody how to get to his house. And so they're going to have to start from scratch again.
1: Well, the guy that owns the house might, they might retire his job. (laughs) But but we'll see. They've (laughs) played better. They've played better and they deserve credit for that. Um, We'll see again. And to your point before the show, I think it was your point, they haven't played a ton of great offenses. And Cincinnati without Jamar Chase is is not the same no, as right. with him. Yeah, So right. they're in the, the, the Dolphins and what they're presenting with Waddle and Tyree kill is really brutal to play. Um, yeah. And then obviously Buffalo is as so good guys, as he gets. So guys,
2: quick hitters though, yeah. after this huge win, like, I think we're all trying to be very logical about the win and, and what happened Gosh, and the all that. Thing that's ever but happened the, all. Bottom, the bottom line is it's an enormous win. It's an enormous win for this Cleveland Browns team if you think they even have a remote chance of doing anything fun for the remainder of this year, this was the huge win. So it was huge for them. Is there, is, is, is the bye week coming at the worst possible time? Like, I feel like it's a terrible time for the bye week now. Like instead of building on the momentum, it's like, well, let's take a week off. And then let's, let's go. I think two weeks
1: of them feeling good about themselves is the best thing they could could need. I I really, they're also pretty unhealthy. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm saying the same thing you're about to Andrew. Say it.
3: Yeah. We're in the same spot. I I mean, yeah, they, they've got some injuries they need to get right. I mean, Ward, Najoku, Teller, uh, JOK now, you know, so those are all big. Um, Two years ago in 2020 uh, the team was so much better after the buy because they were able to fix some of the stuff that they hadn't been able to fix week to week. So I I mean, I understand your point, Mike, that you keep the positive vibes going, but I don't think two weeks is going to be enough to diminish. I mean, because I think that this proved, you know, Jake said it early on in the show, this proved to the team that they could do the thing that they were feeling like they couldn't do the last few weeks. So I don't think that feeling is going to go away. Having said that, as Jake has rightly pointed out, the Dolphins are really good with Tua back doing what he does and Tyreek doing what he does. and so uh even with the browns playing well uh that game in two weeks in miami could be rough
1: yeah they're gonna play some real offenses uh in the next the next few weeks and and listen they could respond and play really well or or we'll see they might just be outmanned like they don't have we'll see denzel ward was out tonight again and i gotta be honest didn't really notice it um so i i need denzel to come back and be right like the extra week to get him back if he can be right getting jok healthy again like there's a lot of good I, I will say this i've heard from people that have coached in the... there's never a bad week for a buy. there's just never a bad week no matter how hot you are uh there's never a bad week and i i to me personally i kept telling my wife in the living room like we need it the obr needs it the the podcast oh. i do daily needs it our conversation <laughs> no on social media need it we all need yeah. to feel good and getting yeah. two weeks of feeling good is never going to be a bad and i think the team needed it so Obviously the team needed it. So yep. yeah. Like, I think as we wrap this thing up, I think this was the best thing that they, you know, this win, not just this win, not a cl- like, Like, Hey, we dominated a team that is at the forefront of this yep. division. We can do yep. this. Like it's yeah, right they were in there the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Like it's right there in front of you. This is it. That's four games, guys. nine points total. Like mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of weird, we're right. Like they've only lost one game where they weren't in it until the final seconds of the fourth quarter. So yeah, they're there. They have everything it needs to com- that they need to compete, and hopefully, you know, two weeks of really good vibes can carry them down to Miami and be sharp, and who you knows, maybe surprise those guys.
2: But that's but that's the the last thing I'm going to say. Listen, Doubt Miami, Miami. You shut your mouth, uh, Miami. <laughs> shut your mouth <laughs> when you're talking to me. Miami is uh, uh, a potentially really good offense. Lock it up, but also potentially. Uh, they can be controlled. You've got oh, a Tampa oh, Bay, oh, and you've got oh, a Tampa Bay cool. offense that is questionable at best. You obviously have the bills in there, but let's just say, let's just keep let's going right say, past the bills. Yep, uh, yeah. yeah, skip let's that just, one, just skip. skip that one. We're done there, but let's <laughs> say here's this team that's three and five right now. Mm-hmm. Let's say. By the time you're ready to get Deshaun Watson back, get to five. You're five and six. Yeah, get yeah. to five. That's always how, been the low bar. How, how yeah. are we feeling? Like I want to, I want to. That's my second to last question before we get out of here. <laughs> how are we feeling if you get to five and six by the time by the time Deshaun gets out of here?
1: I'm more optimistic about it. They they could mm-hmm. certainly do. They could certainly win two of these next three. Tampa's been really bad. Now you know. Again, it's uh what what version of Tampa do you get? when you get them but like i mean what what do you I mean to put a grade on it i'm like c plus b minus they could do it and before this game i was probably down at the, the i don't believe f territory yeah. so yep. yeah this was a huge step in the right direction they needed this win all the cliches we could throw out possible they they had to win it they did the the miami team to your point they give up points too so they can be scored on can you control the run game you know uh, all that stuff and um, but 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 again, you know the, the Buffalo game the next week. I think the Miami game is paramount. Let me put it that way: Miami yep. game is paramount. They, if they yep. win that Miami game, splitting the next two seems feasible. So, yep. um, what I had know about this team is this, and this is kind of the, one of the last few things I want to talk about in general. They compete. They compete with everybody. They might yep. not make the winning plays all the time. They might not do some of the things that you want them to do. They might make a boneheaded play call now and again. They might, but they seem to compete with everyone. I, again, to be where they are in terms of trying to find an identity on both sides of the football to be in every single game outside. And again, the new England game wasn't really over until that dropped punt. They yep. were in that game too. Like they, they, I don't think we can sit here and say any game on the Brown schedule, even Buffalo who I watched let new, you know, a pretty bad Packers team hang around all night last night. Yep. Like that's not an impossible game. There's not, if they play their a game, which tonight I think they were like B plus a minus. They can beat teams. They've proven they can play with anybody in the league. So let's just let's just put the chips on the table in those three games. Go down to Miami, get a big win in front of Jack Duffin, and see what see where it goes from there. Right? Like, go. Yeah. See where it goes from there yeah. because you get to five and six, you have a shot. You go to Houston, mm-hmm. then you've got some winnable division games coming up, and I think you have the Commanders in there too. At the end of the year, yes, there are just- five wins after the Houston game. Houston game yep. and beyond, there are five wins to be had there. You can get to 10. So they, they're, they're that's the thing. This isn't – and I've said it. They came into this game with a similar record to the Steelers, but the Steelers have lost games ugly. They've been blown out many times. Like, that to me is different. So I, I just don't see – this is not a team that can't compete. They can compete with anybody. So I'm really very interested to see how they come out of the bye – and that Miami game is – so. I mean, every game right now, it's, they're all playoff games. They're all yep. playoff games. They're all back yep. against the wall because you let some go early in the year. So, but, but, again, we should all be very excited. You should have a great week of thinking about the Cleveland Browns because it is on the up and up. It really can be some things we said pregame sort of carry over, Andrew, into this and the next week and mm-hmm. the bye week. And they can get to some places this year to compete to sneak into the playoffs. And all we know, based on what we watched the Bengals do last year, That's get right. in and anything can happen. So mm-hmm. – it's all right there and 23 is, is even more exciting. So, um, yep. that's all I have. The, the, this was a really great win, man. They, yeah. they, they, needed yep. it. They showed up, they, they brought it for a home fan base in that stadium that really needed it. And they don't have to go to a Halloween party sad tonight. That's kind of cool. Cause last year, if you recall, I remember, wasn't mm-hmm. miles like up there after a loss on Halloween, like in his full yeah. Halloween gear. Yeah. He was wearing a cape. Was like,
3: he was wearing he was a like, sad cape.
1: It was a sad cape post game. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, fun stuff. Fun stuff all around and and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, very much needed. And we'll cover the heck out of it this week at the OBR.
3: Nothing else to do. All right. Well, then let's – That sums it up. Thank you, Jake. Let's let that be it.
2: Let's let that be it, and let's let Jake's comment uh, just send us off into the sunset. Again, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, the Monday slash Tuesday rewind of this game, the Browns dominating the Bengals. We are going to be on. uh, Me, Cody, Fred, we're going to talk about this game. We got the Garage Beers podcast tomorrow night as well. Uh uh Wednesday, we've got the OBR weekly with uh Barry and Fred. You don't want to miss that. Thursday, it's chalk talk with Jake. Uh, you can miss and that. then it's okay.
1: What's that? <laughs> they can miss that. It's not a big deal. No, they
2: gotta, yeah, that gotta one's be not part sure. of that. Break down the film with Jake Burns. You don't want to miss that. You do not want to miss that. Make sure you are part of all of it. And then again, uh nothing. Just enjoy your weekend next weekend. Yeah. Take a weekend off. Just enjoy it. The yeah. Browns just sent you into the bye with just nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. Just go enjoy a week. And then the OBR will have you covered the next week as we get ready for the back end of this season. Uh, you do not want to miss that. So, again, I say,
1: Monday night football games are fun. Like, they're like, yeah. you get your Sunday off. You kind of go through the workday looking forward to a game. And then it's, oh, it's already Tuesday. Sup? Kind mm-hmm. of a day out in front of the week, right? It's like Monday Night Football. Not bad.
3: Yeah. yeah. When, Bob, good
2: your team, when your Joe team Bob's wins bad. 32 yeah. to 13, Yeah. Yeah. Monday Night Football is great. Yeah, that's true. When I they like win 32 Sundays, to 13, though. I love Monday Night Football. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that's going to do it for us. Make sure you're staying tuned to the OBR. And, and get over to the OBR's website. All the best articles, everything you got over there as well. But uh, uh, such a fun time tonight. The Cleveland Browns beat the Cincinnati Bengals 32-13. in absolute domination tonight for us that we have waited all season long for that kind of game. We got it tonight. Enjoy it as we head into the bye week. And the OBR has got you covered for make everything.
1: Make fun of your Cincinnati first-round. friends. Make fun of mm. them, please. Yeah, they oh, make,
2: it. And even make fun of your Pittsburgh friends.
1: Yeah, mm. just
2: because throw them in yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Screw just those because. guys. It's um, fun, guys. That's gonna do it for us. Make sure you're following the crew. Andrew at Andrew Spade, Jake at Jake underscore Burns 18. And I am Garage Beers Mike. We got so much fun stuff to come. So make sure you're tuned into it to it. But Browns over the Bengals 32 13 tonight. Let's all celebrate. Let's have a great week. And until the next Browns game in almost two weeks. Stay tuned to the OBR. We'll have fun with you until then. Cheers, everybody, and go Browns.
1: Shout out to you, McBride, for hosting, doing the background work. We love you, bro. I
3: don't have anything to say.